Another episode of Vault Sprint Synth VGM Dream Stream Machine Podcast. Podcast that usually plays the synthiest synth VGM in all the universe. Folks, in this episode, we will be taking part in a video game music podcast community wide event. Masters of VGM. Yes, you probably already know that many, many other VGM podcasts are taking part in this uh, during this month of June. So be sure to check out some of the other podcasts that are doing this. It should be a lot of fun. I will leave a link in the uh, descriptions and it will be a link to the main Masters of VGM headquarters. So you can find the list of every other podcast that is taking part in this very fun event of quadratic proportions. But look, folks, before we get into too many details about this, about what this actually is, I shouldn't leave my prestigious guest hanging for too long. Ladies and gentlemen, backed by popular demand, is the legendary hip-hop historian and recently world-renowned mixed martial artist, trainer, and fighter. Folks, it's Donnie Smalls. Welcome, Donnie. It has been... It's, it's been way too long. I'm so sorry. Oh, I was starting to think that maybe you got eaten by a shark or bitten by one of those deadweight critters over in Australia. <laughs> it's not like I've been waiting by the phone or anything, but I, I started getting used to being a regular guest on this podcast. Yeah, Donnie, it's great to have you back on the show. To be honest, I've, I've just been really busy with lots of other projects. Oh, uh, when you got a full-time job, full-time family... I just need to focus on one thing at a time, really. So, that, yeah, podcast has been uh, pushed aside. It has not disappeared. But, um, yeah, it's not the focus at the moment. Okay. I, I, I guess I understand. Yeah. All right. So, what is Masters of VGM? Well, originally, it was going to be uh, the Mount Rushmore of VGM. So, that probably makes uh, sense to everyone, which... You know, which VGM composers would you have carved into the mountains of eternity? Uh, but there were some issues uh, with some negative history connected to Mount Rushmore. So, yeah, fair enough. Play it safe. It is now called Masters of VGM. And I'm pretty sure everyone is sticking to their top four composers still. Uh, now, how people are choosing their top four, I don't know. I have been watching the conversations but still it's almost an impossible task to you know pick top four composers and I think we all honestly know there are no top four composers there's no top composers 
every good composer brings something different and unique to the world of video game music. And the same goes for music in general and lots of other art forms. Um, but, you know, that doesn't stop us from having a little bit of fun and coming up with our own little top four anyway. So, you know, take it for what it is. Um, it, this is just a bit of fun. Let's have some fun. Oh, great. This is pretty easy for me, boys. I, I may be a little bit obsessive, but I generally like to categorize everything around me into wrists. So I have my top kung fu masters wrist, my top hip hop rappers wrist, my top gangster rappers wrist, my top MMA fighters wrist, my top hardcore rappers wrist, my top Brooklyn drill rappers wrist, my top Tudor cans for Quavo that he really likes wrist, my top boom pad wrist. Yep. Okay, Donny. I was honestly, I was just hoping to have you on the show just to share some. Thoughts on the artist that I've chosen for the subject. Oh, okay, so you're bringing me on this show after like four years, after all I've done for you, and you're not even letting me take part in this historic event? I don't know. Look, not at all, Donnie. Here, here's, here's what's going to happen. Here's, here's what I've got planned, okay? I, I'm going to play maybe five or six songs from each of my top four composers, and I'm going to try to make a case as to why they are you know, in my list of top four artists, composers. Um, and look, Donnie, because you are my special, special guest, you are also going to present your top four artists. But I'm going to be honest here. All we've got time for is just one song from each of your picks. Is, is that going to be okay? Well, you know what, Voice? I feel a little bit disrespected by you. Yeah. Here you are inviting me to come back on the show after like six years or something. Um, because of popular demand, and then you only give me one song to every one year or six. I just, yeah. this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it, it wouldn't be so silly to think that maybe your listeners are wanting me to come back on the show because they would rather listen to me and my music. Yeah, I, 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 maybe, I think if, um, is maybe, it true? What? That my episode? On your podcast, my DJ set is one of your most popular episodes. <laughs> and did you even contribute a single thing to that episode? Ah, uh, uh, look, people can check the stats themselves if they can access that kind of thing. But Danny, look, I get it. I'm sorry. But look, I've got my thing here. This is my podcast. I love you being a part of it. And the listeners love you too. But... In the end, we just got to do it my way for now. So maybe, you know, you can do your own VGM episode if you want to do more than one track per artist. Yeah, well, folks, uh, I guess when it, when it comes down to it, um, it is easier for me to come on and just talk without having to prepare anything <laughs> whatever than come up with a whole show on my own. So I guess I appreciate that. And I guess I appreciate your fans and your listeners. Yeah that they want me to come back on the show and um I, I guess the biggest thing is that you did give me that interview with Conor McGregor so um I guess I guess I owe you at least another episode <laughs> <laughs> yep yep I did do that for you so anyway let's get back on topic um so how have I come up with my top four masters of VGM well I'll tell you what I haven't done 
I haven't tried to approach this from a neutral perspective. I am totally going to give you the Vault Supreme Top 4 Masters of EGM. And look, you know, there may be... This is this is tough, right? There may be one or two composers I think maybe should be in my top four list. Composers I really respect, but I might just leave them out because they're either an obvious choice or not one of my personal top favorites. You know, they might be one of my favorite composers, but not up there even though I think they deserve to be in there so you're here listening to Vault Supreme's Synth VGM Dream Stream Machine podcast so I'm going to give you the Vault Supreme Synth VGM Dream Stream Machine podcast top four masters of VGM we'll talk more about how and why I chose these particular composers as we go along but Let's get things going. It's nine minutes into the episode and we still haven't listened to any music at all. So starting with master number four and working our way up. Folks, here it is. Number four. Number four. It's, 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 it's Jared Emerson Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) All right. Yes. I've played a lot of amazing tracks from this man on just one episode and I could probably fill up my songs with just songs from that. But what I'm going to try to do is all these artists, I have probably played uh, at least one or many of their tracks in other episodes. I'm going to try my best to avoid repeating any tracks. But, all right, let's kick things off with the track and then we'll get into some of the details. So this next track we have coming up right now. This is it. This is number one of Master Number Four. This track is called 459 and it's from Sam and Max Beyond Time and Space, The Master.
Man, I love that. I honestly can't believe how good Jared Emerson Johnson's Sam and Max soundtracks are. So unique. These styles, you do not find them, you do not find this musical style in many video games. I, and I'd, I'd be very surprised if anyone could show me something like this, as so. good as this. In any video game right, yeah. ever, and um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 so great that these uh, soundtracks are being remastered, and then he's adding uh, some new tracks to each of these soundtracks as they go. And um, also, uh, I noticed new Sam and Max games. Like, there's the VR. I forget what it's called, um, but there's the VR Sam and Max game that he's also done music to, which is. But Great. Reality. He is the official Sam and Max composer now, regardless of who's creating the game. So that's excellent. That, yeah, that's the great part. Um, I just have to say, oh, crispy cheddar crab cakes, boss. <laughs> My heart just skipped a beat listening to that. It would yeah. actually reminds me of some of the dive bars I used to frequent as a young delinquent. <laughs> Yes, I've I, I heard some great jazz groups, and as you know, back in the 70s, there's a real strong Latin presence in some of these jazz scenes in my area, and this is really quite great. I, I actually really struggle to remember that this is actually from a real-life video game, and this is serious music, folks. This is like, this is like, this is real music. This is not video game music. This is real music, folks. <laughs> Uh, no, this is video game music. That's kind of why it's on this podcast. But uh, yeah, look, honestly, I could build a case as to why Jared Emerson Johnson is on my list just using his Sam and Max soundtracks. Uh, but for all these artists, I, I really want to show what they're capable of, you know, across multiple years, across multiple projects. Um, yeah, show their versatility and, you know, show that they've done so well time and time again uh, but yeah one of the main characteristics I wanted for my top four masters of VGM was that they are very versatile composers and I think versatile is a very appropriate word to describe this composer he's done soundtracks to almost all almost all but not limited to the Telltale games the soundtracks to the Telltale games and if you know Telltale Games, you know how different they can be as far as their themes and content go. Uh, their games do follow kind of similar gameplay formulas, uh, but the way they could take on completely different themes and even you know, existing IP with already so much nostalgia attached to it and then really nail it every time, to me, that... It's there's something really special, and a huge part of that comes down to the music that Jared provided. And what, right. look, yeah. But when you're playing and you're listening to their Back to the Future game, you are in that world. You feel like you're part of that Back to the Future world, and then you're playing Tales of Borderlands or a Batman game. Oh wait. You totally feel like you're in that world, and these are all so different. Yeah, I can imagine. And, you know, they can use the same art style um, and adapt it to these different things, but the music from these existing IP and with that, there's, you know, there's some really strong connections to 
already existing music. I can imagine. And yeah, yeah, Jared would just nail it every time. Or if it, you know, if there wasn't music that existed already, he would come up with something that just completely fitted fitted the scene. And you know, yeah, it comes down to a lot of things. But without the music, it wouldn't work. Yeah. All right, look, Donnie, I'm aware of the time. We're going to have to bump up the pace a little bit here. So, so let's yeah. get um, let's get going on another Jared Emerson Johnson track. This time, something a lot more subtle and emotional. Uh, this is going to be Sarah's song from The Walking Dead Season 2, which was uh, released in 2013. And I should also mention Sam and Max Beyond Space and Time was originally 2007 with the remastered version coming out just this year. So, all right, now for something completely different. This is Sarah's song. serious shift in emotions thoughts mm. quite different to the first wacky boy yeah certainly not as exciting as the sam and max no, uh, music but donnie what you'll find with the telltale games is mm. that from uh about t- 2012 when they did their first walking dead game and onwards the games move away from the traditional point and click style games to being much more narrative heavy right. to the point where these games are almost all about the narrative and it becomes a lot more like a an interactive novel oh. so games like 
Sam and Max. A player could be walking around an area exploring, figuring out puzzles for quite a long time and you just have one track playing during that whole, uh, well not scene, but maybe location. Right. So it makes sense to f uh, fill a lot of that space with you know exciting melodies, complex song songwriting, so the player has a lot to take in over time and it, and it doesn't get repetitive. That makes sense. But most of the uh, post-2012 Jared Emerson Johnson music moves into a much more subtle kind of musical territory with, like, you've got so much dialogue going on that you can't have these big, bold melodies fighting for the player's attention. So one of the reasons why I haven't played um, any of Jared's music on this podcast, apart from my Sam and Max episode, uh, is because... The music is not really designed to be played and just listened to. It's it's background music. A lot of these, a lot of the tracks are kind of like pieces of a puzzle that um, respond to whatever's going on in the game. They're not supposed to be listened from start to finish at, at like a song. Um, so it's it's background music. It's very good and effective background music. Right, right. Another reason why I haven't played much of this, much of his music, is because. Pretty much most of the music from the Telltale games has never officially been released. So the only way to get like most of this music is to rip it straight from the games. And I'm pretty disappointed to say that Telltale had a very bad habit of just compressing the music into oblivion. Oh. Just absolutely <laughs> horrendous bit rates on some of these... Um, some of the background music and soundtracks. So, up next is what I'm going to play is something from what's probably my favourite Telltale game of all time. Uh, it'd be up there, my favourite games of all time as well. It's uh, The Wolf Among Us. And this game is just perfect in every way. It's just dripping with atmosphere and the music is just so unique and just carries all that atmosphere so well. But again, it's background music. And the only available soundtrack is just what people have ripped from the game. <clears throat> and uh, the bitrate for this is so low. It's only about 80 kilobytes, I oh, think, which is shocking. That's criminal! I have no idea why in, you know, 2013 they're compressing down to that. That is that's just, just, that's yeah, just criminal. horrible. Criminal. Uh, but I'll talk more about the game... Uh, after the song here is an absolutely splendid untitled atmospheric track from the brilliant game also from 2013 the wolf among us oh, please enjoy
reminds me of some old classic film music, like maybe some Bernard Herman or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's this really uh, interesting mix of kind of old mystery film music. You've got these retro 80s synth stuff in there and then the whole kind of fantasy genre all kind of mixed together to create this really unique soundtrack and sound. Um, apparently they spent a lot of time really working on figuring out what this soundtrack would sound like and yeah I think it really really paid off it just captures the music just captures all the moods so so well throughout this game it's just it really is quite amazing it's it's subtle music but it's just it's done really well I just wish we could hear it at a you know higher quality it's a shame but Eight kilobytes per second is <laughs> absolutely criminal weight. I'd expect a better bit weights from a Tamagotchi, to be serious. <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not far off. Look, I'll play some more of the soundtrack just in the background, um, just so people get a bit of an idea. Uh, I'll play some of the quieter music anyway. Um, so, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's sad. With the quality so low, you really you do lose a lot from the music. But um, I was actually going to do a whole episode on both... The Wolf Among Us and Tales from Borderlands but you know I got really turned off by the low quality rips um, just being all there is available. Uh, Jared has released a handful of his Tales from Borderland tracks as well as some other stuff on SoundCloud which is a much higher quality but it's a limited selection and look I've mentioned this before, but I'll say it again. One of the main reasons I've chosen Jared to be in my top four masters of VGM is because of his ability to tackle such a vast array of different musical styles, which includes coming up with his own kind of styles uh, for games like this, The Wolf Among Us, and then also having to work with existing IP that already has such a strong musical history that everyone knows about and connects to um so yeah a big responsibility to you know do a batman movie or i mean not a movie a batman game or a jurassic park game where all these have such iconic um soundtracks in the in the past so yeah he does a really good job um let me let me just read all the soundtracks that jared has done i'll i'll try to do it nice and clearly and then i'll speed it up during editing uh, sorry, Donnie. You'll just have to bear with me for a moment here. All right, let's go. This is just straight from Wikipedia. We're starting in 2004. Uh, the, the Bard's Tale, and he actually worked with all the LucasArts composers on that, and apparently it was a lot of fun. So we've got The Bard's Tale, Bone, Out of Boneville, America's Army Rise of a Soldier, Bone, The Great Cow Race, Sam and Max Save the World, Alien Syndrome, Sam and Max Time and uh, Beyond Time and Space, Strong Bad's Cool Game for Attractive People, Wallace and Gromit's Grand Adventures, Sam and Max the Devil's Playhouse, Nelson Tether's Puzzle Agent, Pokemon at the Inventory, Back to the Future, The Game, Puzzle Agent 2, Jurassic Park, The Game, Double Fine Happy Action Theatre, The Walking Dead, The Game, Pokemon 2, The Wolf Among Us, The Walking Dead Season 2, Tales from Borderlands, Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead Michonne, Batman The Telltale Series, The Walking Dead A New Frontier, Batman The Enemy Within, Guardians of the Galaxy, The Telltale Series, The Walking Dead The Final Season, Nick Bounty and the Dame with the Blue Chewed Shoe, Sam and Max Save the World Remastered, Sam and Max This Time It's Virtual, I Expect You to Die Too, The Spy and the Lair, Sam and Max Beyond Time and Space Remastered, and coming next year, The Wolf Among Us 2, which I'm very, very excited for. So a lot of really big 
big names as far as you know franchises and stuff in there so he's he's done quite a lot oh you're telling me my goodness that is quite a quite a list <laughs> yeah um all right so let's jump into one of these big franchise titles let's go to 2017's batman the enemy within um look it's another game rip but a bit higher quality and now before we play the song check this out in 2017 he's working simultaneously on batman the enemy within the walking dead a new frontier and guardians of the galaxy literally all at once at the same time i should also mention he's a sound designer He's also a voice director and a voice actor. So, you know, this is a very talented and very busy man. He's, he's won awards for his work and yeah. But anyway, let's get to the main theme from Batman, The Enemy Within. Enjoy. Excellent stuff. That is that is quite epic. I haven't played this one, this game, um, so I'm looking forward to getting it and giving it a go. Um, I've just recently have heard some very 
good things about both the game and the soundtrack, so I have decided that I need to go back and give that one a go, seeing as I love pretty much most of the Telltale games very, very much. Yeah, Voice that was extremely epic. Just like I think a Batman theme should be. I, I yeah. really love that. I, I, I think it's not quite music I would play in my dojo, but, you know, I think if I was, um, you know, roaming the streets of Brooklyn at night, um, just looking for some whiff to take care of, I would definitely be playing that in my headset. <laughs> yeah, it's great stuff. And, you know, being a synth VGM podcast, I've got to mention, you know, the little bit of synth that's cleverly mixed in there with the orchestral instruments. Um, he, he puts quite a bit of synth through all of his soundtracks, even if it just is kind of used as a, uh, I don't know, a foundation or just something to add a bit of extra texture to the music. But he's got quite a few um, synth-heavy soundtracks, entire soundtracks that are primarily synth. Um, but as I've mentioned, I'm very limited to what I can access and stuff that's decent quality. I think some of these orchestral tracks are probably better examples of his talent as well, seeing as we have to summarize this composer in only a handful of songs. Uh, now, now, one of these um, synth-focused soundtracks is the Tales from the Borderlands. A very cool mix of synth and kind of old American Western-style um, folky sounds and very much fits perfectly into the styles of the mainline Borderlands games. Very cleverly done. It just, you know, it just seems like music that has come out from just another Borderlands game, but obviously adjusted so it's more of a background narrative uh, appropriate set of music however you want to say it but I've gone for one of the more higher quality files Jared has provided on his SoundCloud page <clears throat> it's a little long but it's very good and it's a it's a live orchestra Tales from the Borderlands suite which encapsulates a lot of the main themes of the soundtrack but obviously arranged for live orchestra uh, uh, look, I think after this, we'll move on to our Masters of VGM number three. And yeah, I don't know. This has been really tough, but I hope I've given you a you know, bit of a taste of the talent of Jared Emerson Johnson and kind of justified why I think he's one of the Masters of VGM. Yeah, it's been great music. I'm just completely gobsmacked as to how many of these franchises I recognize. I'm very... Very impressed. Um, I know we only got to listen to a couple of tracks, but I imagine, based on what you were saying, he did a pretty good job for everything. Yeah, that's true, Donnie, and yeah, it's good to hear. Let's yeah, let's end this segment with Tales from the Borderlands Suite by Jared Emerson Johnson. Uh, again, this is a bit of a long one, but being a suite, it's basically a number of themes mixed into one track. So you'll get a good taste of the of the entire soundtrack. All right, enjoy.
great stuff. Very talented composer, Jared Emerson Johnson. But we need to move. We need to move on fast. Okay, here we go with Masters of VGM, composer number three. Numero tres. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the legendary Nobuo Uematsu. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Probably one of the composers you would expect to see pop up in a number of people's masters of VGM top four. Uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't really want to put any kind of super obvious composers um, in the list, but who else in the history of VGM has had such an impact on gamers and video game music scene to the point where there are numerous orchestras touring around the world just playing this man's music from Final Fantasy uh, two Final Fantasy fans all around the world. Uematsu is such a humble composer. He like he never talks himself up. He doesn't even read music. Um, and even the music he likes to play in his prog rock band is, in my opinion, it's not very enjoyable to listen to. But who else? Who else has come up with so many memorable melodies and themes that just so many people feel so so connected to? Maybe Koji Kondo, I don't know. But this man deserves a spot just for his work in Final Fantasy alone. Very, very impressive catalogue of music. Very consistent all the way through. Really good job. Great composer. He is number three. Uh, I, I don't really think I know any Final Fantasy music. <laughs> Are you serious, Danny? Oh, yeah, I've, I've heard of it, but it's... We always done my chitter tuna, to be personally frank. Mm. Um, you know, maybe I could be wrong here. This could be the wrong decision. But I honestly think uh, he's quite an obvious pick. And look, everyone already knows about and respects Uematsu, even if they're personally not big fans of the music. So look, we're already, what, 45 minutes into this episode, and I, I really do want to go into a bit more depth with the next two composers. So... I don't think I need to say that much here and I think maybe just to mix it up a little bit I thought rather than play songs we've all heard many times I might play some of my own personal Uematsu remixes I've done I hope that's okay hopefully it makes it just a little bit more interesting and let's only go with three songs I think again people know this stuff already but let's kick it off with a track originally from Final Fantasy VI, uh, called Awakening. And when I first heard this track at the start of the game, it really pulled me in. I was impressed with this kind, how it's kind of cinematic, atmospheric, and it kind of reminded me of music from classic anime films. Um, just gave me those vibes. And I was mostly impressed because, you know, it was coming from these Super Nintendo sounds. So anyway, here's my remix of Awakening. It's from my album Synth VGM Remixes Volume 1. Uh, but I might start with just a few seconds from the original for those who may not have heard it. All right, hope you enjoy. Thank 
So yeah, very strong kind of atmosphere in that in that song, even the original song. Um, I think you know he's he's very good at coming up with these really memorable kind of melodies, um, but he's also very good at just creating these really uh, powerful atmospheres using his just but the basic kind of sounds that he was using back in the nineties. Um, yeah, very versatile. You know, as you're going from place to place in these Final Fantasy games, the songs are just so different from each other. They all have that Uematsu style to them, but, you know, so many different genres he touches on and he's really, really good. Has a good sense of humor with his music as well. But I think what I want to play next is a song from Final Fantasy VIII. And again... A song I've remixed so I kind of really have this one really imprinted in my mind and as I was working on this track it I, I always enjoyed it but it really became clear to me how beautifully written this piece of music is this is just absolutely amazing I think and, and I really really liked how the um the remix turned out so I hope you enjoy it as well this is Fisherman's Horizon from Final Fantasy VIII. And again, I'll start off with the original. ton of these different styles of remixes uh, where I'm basically using I'm using vintage and modern analog synths to kind of reimagine some of these tracks that one was definitely done with the with the 80s synths if you couldn't tell uh, but yeah wow what an amazing piece of music there's there's this one part where he resolves the melody and it it goes into a minor mode and then the next time he resolves it and it stays in the major, but that part where he goes into the minor always just sounds so sad to me, and it really gets me every time. It's just, yeah, 
I love it. Very, very relaxing, beautiful piece of music. I saw that my watch that was incredibly beautiful, and unfortunately, I don't mean any disrespect, but I almost fell asleep right then. Very relaxing. <laughs> yeah. No, I can understand that. Um, probably a good track to put on repeat if you're having trouble getting to sleep. But, um, okay, let's finish this very short segment with just one more track, and this is, this is one I chose to remix because it's already quite a synth-heavy song, so... This is uh, Queena's theme from Final Fantasy IX. Another fantastic soundtrack. You know, the way he's able to bring in these kind of, um, uh, what is it, medieval kind of sounds into the um, soundtrack. But, you know, he's still got all this synth stuff. And he's got all this kind of different styles and different sounds. It all comes together really nicely. And this is, you know, this is a bit of a fun one. Um this is, yeah, Queen's theme from Fun Fancy Nine. Let's get straight into the remixed version. Oh. 
fun little song. Um, that was my number three master of VGM, Nobuo Uematsu. Apologies if you wanted more in that section, but I'm sure he'll pop up in a few other Masters of VGM episodes. And remember to go check out some of those other episodes from the other podcasts. Uh, you might find a podcast you never knew about that you really like and you might want to continue listening to. As I mentioned, the whole the link uh, to the whole list will be in the description. Now, here we are, coming up to the final two Masters of VGM, as chosen by yours truly, Vault Supreme. I'm pretty excited about these two. I'm sure everyone can guess what my number one will be, but my number two may be a little bit more of a surprise. So let's get to it, pun intended. <laughs> oh boy. The master of VGM at number two. Number two. It's 